Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. A federal judge stops Joe Biden from putting men on girls' swim teams across America. We interview Pastor Dale Walker, who leads a former prostitute to faith in Jesus Christ. Kiara is here to tell her story. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. Liberty Council reports that a federal judge has stopped the Biden administration from ordering that men be put on girls' swim teams across America. In some states, at least, this is now being stopped. The federal district court issued a preliminary injunction that temporarily blocks the Biden administration's guidance <clears throat> that illegitimately reinterprets federal law to require schools, these are colleges across America subject to Title IX for equal funding for males and females, that they must somehow allow men who identify as women, transgenders, to participate on women's athletic teams and use female designated showers and locker rooms in violation of most female students' safety and privacy. Now female athletes will be protected in not all 50 states, but 20 states where the lawsuit moves forward, where the state law disagrees with Biden's interpretation of federal law. 20 state attorneys general, and we're gonna list some of those right now, including the states of Tennessee, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, and West Virginia. In other words, mostly red-leaning states with conservative state legislatures are now suing the Biden administration, requesting a final, final injunction that would permanently order Biden to stop putting men in girls' swim team locker rooms. It's now being issued by the U.S. Department of Education and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission are now falsely interpreting Title IX of the Civil Rights Act. And the Biden administration is reinterpreting what they did in 1964 when Congress prohibited discrimination on the basis of sex in college sports. Well, now Biden is interpreting sex to mean gender identity and not just male or female. Biden issued this executive order reinterpreting Title IX back on January 20th of 2021. The first day he was signed, uh, sworn into office, he signed an executive order on preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. He did this without Congress, without any kind of law being charged, he just ordered it, reinterpret that law. Well, Biden has overstepped his bounds. He directed federal agencies to fully implement statutes that prohibit sex discrimination contingent and consistent with the administration's new interpretation. Not so fast, 
said a federal judge. Judge Attlee rebuked the Biden administration and wrote the following, quote, both the department and the Equal Opportunity Commission maintain that their respective guidance documents are required by the Supreme Court's recent Bostock decision. However, defendants ignore the limited reach of Bostock. The Bostock decision by the Supreme Court only addressed sex discrimination under Title VII. The Supreme Court expressly declined to prejudge how its holding would apply to other federal or state laws that prohibit sex discrimination such as Title IX. Similarly, the Supreme Court explicitly refused to decide whether sex segregated bathrooms, locker rooms, and dress codes somehow violate Title VII. Supreme Court's Bostock decision does not require defendants' interpretation of Title VII or Title IX. Instead, the defendants fail to cabin themselves to Bostock's holding, end quote. And that's the news. That's the ruling by the federal judge saying, oh no, Biden is overreaching. He's applying the Supreme Court's Bostock decision, which basically allows public housing for homosexuals, but it does not require transgenders be admitted to sports teams. Isn't that great news? We've read about Leah Thomas and, and the fake male swimmer who pretends to be a woman and wins all these swim meets. Uh, now, at least in 20 states, the red states, that will not be mandated. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Timothy 1. Fornicators, sodomites, kidnappers, liars, perjurers, and if there is anything else that is contrary to sound doctrine. You know, lying about your gender is contrary to sound doctrine. And when the Biden administration makes up their own doctrine, they're going against the word of God. Let's pray about this. Father in heaven, we pray instead that your word, that the word of God will prevail in sound doctrine will be applied in all 50 states and in federal law. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. We got back, we have a fascinating interview with a former prostitute and Pastor Dale Walker. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't wanna participate in gay weddings and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events, and finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. This is PIJN News. We have a brand new action alert for the activist members of our TV audience. And we want you to take action today to stop the religious purge of Christians from the military. You mean they're kicking out Christians? Yes, by the thousands right now because 
religious exemption waivers are being denied by especially the Air Force. And we've seen recent headlines how Air Force Academy cadets are being kicked out and forced to repay hundreds of thousands of dollars in back scholarship money. This is just wrong. We are standing for the religious freedom of the cadets. We're asking you to call the Secretary of Defense office. He is Lloyd Austin, and he wrote the policy saying that religious exemptions will be granted on a case-by-case -case basis, then why are almost zero exemption waivers being granted? We need you to take action today by calling the Secretary of Defense office, and we have his phone number. Get your pen ready to write down this phone number. We want you to call and say, please, protect religious freedom. Don't purge the Christians out of the military. Here's that phone number. We want you to dial 703-692-7100. Again, that's 703-692-7100. Call the Secretary of Defense office and then call us for a free religious freedom sticker at 866-Obey-God. Press option three, take action today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. I'm Dr. Chaps, we're in Nashville on location at the Faith and Freedom Conference at uh, the Gaylord Hotel. You know, there are, there are God kind of coincidences that happen at these conferences. And we're gonna tell you a story about one that just happened with my new friend, Kiera, and my old friend, Pastor Dale Walker. They've known each other for uh, about three years now, but there was a supernatural encounter that just happened this week here at the Road to Majority Conference. And I'm gonna have Pastor Dale Walker introduce and set the stage for the Christian testimony that Kiera is about to share. Pastor Dale, you know this young lady? Yes, I do. I met her one time on an airplane coming out of Atlanta. And thanks for the old friend gesture, by the way. I know I got a lot of gray hair, but anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> At least you have hair. I, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> but uh, after my name was mentioned today by President Trump from the stage, uh, Kiera realized that I was here and we were walking out, my wife and I, and I met her on a plane and I witnessed to her. Three and a half years ago, and you haven't had any contact in the last three and a half years. You wondered what happened to this young lady. I did. I wondered. I prayed for her. The lifestyle that she was living, and I will leave it there, I did not feel was conducive to her well-being spiritually. I emailed her one or two times after that and had no further contact, but I did pray for her. I prayed for this young lady's soul like I would if she was my own daughter, thinking about it in those terms for the lifestyle she was living. And you did not see her for three and a half years since you witnessed to her on an airplane. That's right. And then today, President Trump said, Pastor Dale Walker, uh, and you heard his name, and you were surprised to be reacquainted with him today after three and a half years of not seeing him. She recognized me. So, Kiera, I've got to hear your story. You told me, uh, well, just tell our audience, what did you used to do? I worked as a professional dominatrix online. You earned your living in the sex trade? Absolutely. So explain this to our audience. I, without gory details, because we're decent people and a lot of old people don't want to be surprised, but, but be honest and tell us what led you to that kind of lifestyle. To be honest, I was desperate to make a better living than I'd ever had been able to working in the hospitality industry leading up to that point. And when I was doing research about stuff that you could do from home, this sort of job is what popped up. 
and I was able to find forums online. Other women were talking about their experiences, and I didn't feel like I had anything to lose, so I decided to go for it, not thinking that it would be nearly as bad or intense or life-changing as it actually wound up being. And it ended up becoming the sole part of my life. I was thrown headfirst into it. I worked all of the time and really didn't do anything else. I didn't go to school. I was completely aimless. I just spent all of my time on these websites in full view of people, very, very vulnerably sharing parts of myself with complete strangers that I probably should not have been, but I did not feel like it was bad at the time. There was some embarrassment, but not enough to put me off of it. And you earned a living doing this online. Uh, did, did you consider it as prostitution? What, uh, you, you, you didn't want to share this publicly because part of you was ashamed. There's this cognitive dissonance element. We sort of tell ourselves it's not pure prostitution in the traditional sense because you're not meeting people face to face. There's no physical contact. So you think you can justify it a little bit more when in actuality, the same things are being taken from you regardless of whether or not you're actually touching these people. And then once you connect those two things, it becomes extremely difficult to deny that, that this is actually prostitution. Wow. So you earned your living doing that until one day, three and a half years ago, you met Dale Walker on an airplane. Describe that encounter. To be honest, when I first met Pastor Dale Walker, I thought that it was a little bit silly. His shtick was just sort of intense to me and overwhelming, and I thought it was a little bit funny. I didn't necessarily agree with everything that he was saying at the time either. My eyes were not remotely close to being completely open, but I was curious. So I looked him up online, and I became acclimated with his style and with his preaching. And even then, it wasn't enough to pull the wool up from over my eyes. I just felt very holier than thou, like, this person cannot be serious. There's no way that I could ever buy into whatever it is that he is preaching here. I didn't see it for myself. But when he first sat next to you, total strangers on an airplane, he asked you a question, what do you do for a living? And your response was? A dominatrix. Hey, was that shocking to you, or, or what was your reaction as a preacher? Hey, a dumb old hillbilly like me, I didn't know what it was, and I was just dumb enough to ask the question, and she told me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you had this fascinating conversation. Uh, did he condemn you at all, or was he just curious? Completely curious and open. I didn't feel remotely condemned. There have been times I've opened up to other people about what it is that I do for a living in the past, and they have been pretty judgmental. So typically I try to keep that quiet. I don't like to share that very much, but there was just something about the way that Pastor Dale conducted himself. I could tell that he was not condemning me. I could tell that he was just wanting to listen and hear me out genuinely, not from a point of judgment, not from a place of judgment. And that is what made all the difference. But then he shared some Bible with you. What did he say? I'm not sure. I can't really remember. It's been a while. But, but you walked away from that conversation feeling conviction. Well, not even just because of the Bible thing, but there were some, there were gears turning for other reasons, to be completely honest. I had to sort of confront a myriad of different things. The fact that I didn't have the best family life. I'm living in such a way that nobody would even want to potentially marry me or have, marry me or have children with and me. And I brought that up. Yeah. And, and so I honestly felt tainted. I, as I thought about it more and more, I thought, is there any way that I could actually have a normal life? Am I too far gone? It seemed completely impossible to me, so I thought, well, maybe there is no real reason to change it because at the end of the day, there's nothing that I can do. It's set in stone. I made my bed and now I have to lay in it. It took me a while to actually come to the realization there were multiple events, catalysts that occurred over the next several years that pushed me gently in that direction until there were numerous breaking points and I had to arrive at a conclusion eventually, there was no way that I could continue living my life this way if 
I wanted to obtain the path of self-righteousness that I knew I could. There was just no way. Right. So at some point you also, this is after your airplane encounter with Pastor Dale, which sort of got the gears turning toward the gospel. Yes. You eventually came to Christ or came to the church. You had an encounter with your mother. Describe that. So my mother, she was preactively dying. She had been suffering from colon cancer for a few years at that point, and I flew home to take care of her. And I did this all by myself. I didn't have any help whatsoever. But my mother, she's always been devoutly religious. She was raised Pentecostal, so her being a part of the church is just inextricable. And when I was younger, that was important to me, but as I got older, that was not the case. And I could not really level with my mother about what she was saying about her predicament. She was not afraid to die. 54 years old, so much life still left in her, capable of doing anything that you want at that age. You know, it's not over. How do you reconcile that with the fact that it's going to be over for you soon and you're not going to have any time left. She would just say, it's not up to her, it's in God's hands. And I could tell she was fully convinced of that, that that was truly something she deeply believed, but I could not wrap my mind around it. And that's when the gear started turning again. I was like, how does somebody even arrive at that conclusion in the, in the first place? How do you feel so confidently, regardless of me looking at you with doubt, that doesn't change your mind. You don't care how other people perceive this conviction. You just know in your heart of hearts that it's true. There has to be something to that is what I thought. It was too compelling for me to ignore. I thought, you don't just arrive at that conclusion haphazardly, you know? It's not just a coincidence. So at that point, after this encounter with your dying mother and you saw her faith in Christ, which you were still trying to come to grips with, you left the sex trade and began honest work. Yes, uh, through several different venues. So I've worked in politics. I just got a journalist internship with the Nashville Post, and I've been a video editor as well on and off again. And then you see this ad for the Trump rally here in Nashville. Why did you come here? Because I wanted to see Trump in the flesh. I'd never had a chance to. There's been this huge political transformation that's occurred with everything else. I come from a path of liberalism. I have an anarchist tattoo. So I was pretty radicalized from a very early age. I never saw myself having a change of heart about that. But now you're a conservative Christian. Absolutely. And I am not ashamed to admit that. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, My Slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three 
is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Pastor Dale, it, describe what just happened in the last hour. We, we all went to lunch together, and then you prayed with Kiara. What, what did you lead her to do? What I led her to do is to confess her sins and call upon Jesus Christ, because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you did that, didn't you? I did. So not only was she my friend before that I got to witness to on the plane and pray for, but now she's my new sister in Jesus Christ. Amen. What a great day. So today is sort of uh, a new level of anointing, a new level, maybe your birthday, your spiritual birthday, when you fully committed your life to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You, your eyes are welling up and you feel the emotion of this moment. Absolutely, there's another parallel to this that I haven't even shared with y'all yet. A year ago to this day, I held the memorial for my mother at Roan Mountain. This is around the time of year that the rhododendrons start to bloom and I wanted to be in a very picturesque, natural place. I wasn't fully believing in God, but there was something calling me to this area, something spiritual. When you're in natural areas of beauty like that, you know you're communicating and communing with something larger than yourself. And so I took my mother, I have her cremains. I took them with me to Roan Mountain and I held a memorial for her there. It was nothing terribly fancy, but that was a year ago to the day. And I'm thinking now, what are the odds that here, literally a year, 365 days later, I'm having this experience now? I really do wish that my mom was here to bear witness to it because I know this is what she's always wanted me to do. Amen. I hate that it took me this long to get to that point, but I don't think that any of this is a coincidence. It feels like it was meant to be, Praise truly. And, and you came here today without any of expectation of meeting Pastor Dale, and here you're reacquainted and he leads you to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Um, how does this feel? It feels overwhelming. One of the things that I said to Pastor Dale when we were walking over here was that I felt like a huge weight was lifted off of my body. Amen. Praise God. And it's been a very long time since I felt that way before. Like I'm walking on air. Yeah. It feels like an inextricable part of myself now. It's undeniable. First, I couldn't believe it. I was like, can you really have your sins absolved that easily? I was a little bit in denial. But as I'm feeling it physically, there's no denying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like the sins come off of you and the grace, the, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, it fills your soul, and you're forgiven. You're a child, you're a daughter of the Most High God. As soon as I opened my eyes after that prayer with Pastor Dale, I felt it. So Pastor Dale, there's somebody out here watching, and maybe you haven't been in all of that, uh, but you still have never felt that kind of peace with God. Maybe you know about God, you know about Jesus, your parents may be saved, but you're still not saved because you've never been born again. You've never repented and renounced your sins and invited Jesus to be your Savior and Lord. I'm going to ask Pastor Dale Walker to lead you in the same kind of prayer that he just led in Kiara. And Pastor, do you remember the words of the prayer that you had her say? And maybe you could pray with our audience. Absolutely. I'd be glad to. Bow your head with me if you would, please pray after me. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that 
I have sinned and I've come short of the glory of God. I call upon you right now to forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I just ask you, God, to save me and save me right now. And I believe that you will do it because you tell us in your word, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It's that simple, chaps. It's that simple. Uh, for me, it happened on 13 December 1986, the day I was born again. And, and the prayer was something like, Jesus, I don't want to be my own boss anymore. Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. And, and that change of Lord's, when Jesus comes in and forgives you of your sin, takes away your, your sins, and becomes the loving God of your life, that's what Kira just experienced today. So congratulations and thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for providing an opportunity for me to do so. I hope it resonates with other, uh, with other people. It will. All right. Uh, I'm Dr. Chaps. And if you just prayed with Pastor Dale, I want you to pick up the phone and call us. Call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll pray with you again on the telephone. Call us right now, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll be right back giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my Ph.D. dissertation entitled How to See the Holy Spirit, and angels and demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching. Wasn't that amazing? God bless Kiara in her journey. Would you pray with us, not only for us to be able to bring you more interviews like this, but for our financial provision. We need your support when you donate at PrayInJesusName.org. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 9, each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Please donate today when you visit PrayInJesusName.org or call us at 866-ObeyGod. We'll see you next time. 
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.